Welcome to DBPA, the Drunk Bitches Podcast. I'm Jamie. And I'm Sarah. Each episode, we pair a wine with a topic where you get more lip with each sip. So let's get started. But first, pass the wine, bitch. Welcome, DBP listeners, to our episode today uh, called Generous Offerings because, you know, what better time when the world is crashing down around us to think about giving? It's not quite tis the season for giving, yeah. but, you know, it's close enough. Yeah, I mean... It's around the corner. I feel like I've had a lot of, like, events for gifts lately, so this I is, agree. like, perfect timing. I agree. Um, what so are we drinking? We're drinking the offering... It's the 2016 Vintage, and this is, like, a lovely blend, and I think it's going to be delicious. I hope it's delicious. It is 48% Grenache, 32% Syrah, 19% Mouvedre, and 1% Viognier. Oh. So, from Santa Barbara County. So, I've seen this bottle, like, everywhere, A million right? times. Yeah, yeah. So have I. I don't know why I've never, you know, tried it. I don't know either. So... I got this. I wrote on the bottle. I got it for 22 bucks, but I think it typically sells for more. I think I had some sort of discount uh-huh. that I didn't have to pay full price. Okay. And this wine, they say to decant it, mm-hmm. which we're not decanting it because we're popping it open right now. Yep. But. Well, we can aerate it here. Oh, shit. Yes. That's okay. But we'll, we need to we'll, aerate we'll aerate one of them and then we can compare. That sounds good. I hate, I hate the sound of the aerator. I know. It sounds like someone's peeing, doesn't it? Potty break. Potty or bio break. break, excuse me. Bio break. Yeah. All right, let's let's see how that goes. All right. I'll give mine a swirl. Cheers. Cheers. I'm just swirling. Mm. I'm getting like some smoke. Oh, definitely some smoke. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like there's, like, cranberries, like, cooked cranberries in here. Oh, my gosh. Look in your glass. Do you have, like, white swirls? Wait, I've seen that before. But why have I seen that? I don't know. That's very interesting. Especially because we put it through the aerator. <laughs> I don't have that. Look it. Huh. Maybe it's an aerator. I don't know. I'm going to have to look into that. That's weird. But yeah, dark, I'm getting dark cherry it and smoke. It makes me cough. Every yeah. time I, I breathe hot. in. So it's a 15.4% oh, ABV, Yeah, 15.4. Right? So it is going to be a, a beefier wine, if you will. Oh. It like gets into your nose. It's like wasabi. Yes, it's so. <laughs> it's like the wine wasabi. But it's it's got some depth to it, yeah? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There's like a little bit of bitterness at the end, not in a, not necessarily a bad way, but like kind of makes you think of like the leathery notes. I'm definitely getting like, and I feel like you tend to get that a little bit more with Syrah. Well, there's 32% Syrah. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got that, it definitely has that like kick to it at the end that you get from Syrah. Yeah, a nice little peppery thing. Yeah. Going on. Um, I mean, but I get that, I get that like macerated cherries. Definitely dark fruits, but I will say I feel like on the nose, I feel it smells like you know when you when you make something for Thanksgiving with cranberries. Like my mother-in-law always makes this sweet potato, marshmallow, mm-hmm. cranberry, mm-hmm. pecans, all this delicious stuff, and which is del- it's like one of my favorite things for Thanksgiving and every holiday that she makes it. But it's I'm trying to describe it, but it's like the taste of the cooked cranberries. 
in that is like what I smell. Not what I taste, what I smell. Hmm. I don't know. It's very weird. I mean, good. Not like bad weird. But I do think that this, I mean, you had an aerator. Yep. So I feel like you might be a little ahead of me in terms of. Um, probably. Uh, yeah. Readiness for drink abil- drinking. Well, you know, we can let it sit too. Yeah, I'm going to let this sit for a minute. So Santa Barbara County, where is that exactly? Okay, I'm such a weirdo. I have always thought that Santa Barbara County is near San Francisco, but it's definitely not. It's like 90 miles north of L.A. Okay. So it's warm, guys. It's very warm. And you don't have fog and everything from the bay coming in. So yeah. um, it's definitely warmer, which is what a lot of these grapes that are in here really, really like. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So this says that only 98 barrels were produced. Yeah. It's not a lot. I didn't Considering think so Considering that either. I feel like I've seen it everywhere, that's really interesting. Well, okay, so this is really funny to me because I almost think it has to do with placement. And, I mean, this is a very, you guys will see from the pictures that we post, like, it's a very obvious bottle. It doesn't, like, blend in very well. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, true. It's got, like, it's offering uh, yep. grapes, wine grapes. Is that what that is? I think so. Oh, right? yeah. I never figured that out. Yeah. I hope it wasn't something bloody. Uh. <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, I guess Sans Liege is the winemaker and they are the wine producer and maker. They're offering us the gift of wine. Isn't that so lovely of them? I would t- I'll would. i take their gift. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank Always. you. So, age 22 months in French oak. But a quite a variety yeah, of French Yeah, I was going to say, is this you know, not funny? this is. Okay, let's 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 work through this. Oh my god, okay. 20% new punchins, 17% neutral punchins, 5% new barriques. So aren't those the bigger barrels? Okay, I'm looking this. 25% second fill barriques and 33% neutral barriques. So all in all, we have a mix of new and old uh French oak. Yes. So Quite makes a variety. sense that we are do getting a, li- a little bit of I am getting a little bit of the oak, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. And also 25% whole cluster fermentation. Okay. So maybe that's the little bit of bitterness I'm getting is, could be from like the stems and stuff like that. It definitely could be. Okay. So the punchin is like really tiny compared to the barrique. The barriques are the bigger ones, The right? barrique is, yeah. t- holds 225 yeah. liters. The punchin holds 84. So let's go back to this. So 20% new punchin. Yeah. And that's a lot. 5% of... new barrique. So that's, that's a lot of oak. Yeah. I think that's a lot of oak, especially if it's, uh, you know, 20% new punchins. I mean, that's like basically holding not that many bottles of wine. I mean, 80 bottles of wine, but still whatever. All right, fine. That's it. Math is done. <laughs> yeah, can we, can, we, can we not do math anymore? No, please. Thank you. I'm done with it. Yeah. Um, yeah, 98 barrels produced. I was surprised, although with, you know, knowing how long it was aged. So it's a 2016 vintage. And it was aged 22 months in French oak, but they must have let it sit for a little bit because they didn't release it until January of 2019. Like, that's quite a delay. That is a huge delay. Right? Hmm. So they must... I mean, this, to me... So there's a benefit to doing that because, um, especially in the market of the U... In the U.S., like, people typically, when they go shopping for wine, they're grabbing a bottle for that night or for, like, Mm -hmm. in the very Mm -hmm. near future. It's not something that they're going to let lay down for a little while. And so 
there are some winemakers who will actually hang on to their wines until they feel like it's like at the earliest ready to drink because they know that the consumers and the biggest markets will essentially right. drinking for immediate pleasure and not for delayed gratification, if you will. So I think um, if we look here, based on their website, they say that this has aging potential from seven to nine years. So it's seven to nine years from the vintage. And so I think by delaying, like we, I do have another bottle of us at home. We could easily just let this sit for another three, four, five years even and be good because that is well within the seven to nine year mark from their recommendation. So they just did the first like, you know, three years for us. <laughs> I like it. I like it. They, that's their gift. That's their offering. That is, the, that is their offering. Yeah. It's like wine that is even closer ready to drink. Mm-hmm. So, yes. So do they have some sort of like saying or anything? I don't know. They have a thing on their on the back of the bottle actually. It says, more dream than plan. The offering began with days spent in the vines, late nights in the cellar, and thoughts on redemption. My prize cuvee is from three hand-picked sites. The offering opens a window into my mutual respect for time-honored practices and a fixation with whatever lies around the bend. Huh. On their website, and their, if you look at like their actual tech sheet, they do have details about the specific vineyards. And it's so funny, Sarah, because they mentioned some John Sebastiano... Stringer Cellars actually uses John Sebastiano for their Chardonnay. That's where they have the vineyard. So I recognize that name right away. Um, Good for you. That's very quick on your feet. I know. Well, I have stared at Stringer's wines for quite a while. I I do like them. (laughs) But yeah, so, you know, I think to me it just means that when it's three hand-picked sites, there's some unique, there must be some unique characteristics of these vineyard sites that, they really wanted to put into this actual bottle. And so it's way more meaningful. And I feel like it's not just, not to say that you can't take it from, you know, a region and just keep it there from like Santa Barbara County in general and take grapes from wherever. There, I feel like when you limit the locations from which you take grapes to put into a wine, it's, it just, it means a lot more. And it's very uh, methodical. It's very intentional. So... Anywho. There's a lot of thought that goes into that. Yeah, 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 for sure. We mentioned the the four grapes that are in this wine. Uh-huh. Now, Sarah, I know that we've talked about most of them, but I, I honestly couldn't remember. Have we talked about Viognier before? We may have at some point, but I don't think in any depth. Okay. I mean, I don't think we're going to go super in-depth here, but I figured that that might be a good grape to talk about because... It's a little more off the beaten path than, say, your Grenache or Garnacha or your Syrah or Shiraz or Mouvedre or Monastrel. And what I can't remember, there's a third name that is more common too. So, isn't it usually a white? Yes, it is a white wine. Interesting. Weird that there is a white wine in your red wine. Isn't it? Yes. So, tell me what, I mean, how does that work? Sure. So, first, Viognier. Viognier, I think, by itself is an acquired, it can be an acquired taste. I think I like it as a white, but. I have had hit or miss. And again, that means that I like, I'm still open to it. My brother loves Viognier. Okay. Like, loves it. When we were in Oregon last year, he got Viognier while we were at tastings. Like, whenever he could find it, he was like, I need to try this. Okay. So, um, at any rate, 
uh, Viognier is it's it's one of those more aromatic and full-bodied white wines. So it's kind of like a Gewurztraminer in the ar- aromatic space, um, fuller-bodied from like a Chardonnay that's been really oaked. Um, but the uniqueness about Viognier, it's like oily. That's what the, that's what a lot of people describe it as. It has this oily texture. Um, lots of fruit on the nose, um, peach, tangerine, other citruses, florally in nature, even like gingerbread, so a little hint of some sort of spice. Um, so one thing by Viognier by itself, it's not quite that common. It's becoming, it's sort of ebbed and flowed, I think. Um, it was certainly more common by itself from France, which is where it originated, the Northern Rhone Valley. Um, Condrieu is well known for Viognier. It also tends to be more expensive Viognier, where they have steep hillsides, terraced vineyards, really picking up a lot of that sunlight that the Viognier grapes like. But then like starting somewhere around the mid 80s to early 90s, other major wine regions started to like take notice of this. And they thought, I think that we're going to start planting this. And judging by the fact that we've got Viognier here with Syrah, can you think of another wine region that might also want to plant more Viognier? Hmm. Um, was it somewhere like in the south? Mm-hmm. Like South America, maybe? Well, they do, yes. Okay. Which I thought was surprising. Okay. But I was also thinking Australia with oh, Shiraz, yeah. right? It's like known it's for the Shiraz. Down under. Mm-hmm. And so... They are well known for Viognier blend, like to blend it, you know, Mm -hmm. usually like anywhere from like one to maybe five to 10 percent ish. Okay. On average. Um, Just a little hint, just a little hint. But um, like California is really big. Oregon has some. Um, Texas. I still have never had Texas wine, but I mean. I'd be open to trying it. And I have. Have you? Well, my friend got married at a Texas winery. Oh, that's winery, right. And I was the bridesmaid. That's right. Yeah. It was actually pretty good. Did you drink reds down there or whites? Uh, Probably mostly reds. I think reds. I had both. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then the East Coast here in the States also plants a lot of Viognier. I think I remember that too. I remember reading that when we were talking talking about New York last episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. But South America, for sure, like you said, Argentina, Brazil, and Chile, um, we are seeing more single varietal wines coming out of them. But one thing I wanted to point out, Karen McNeil, so wine mm-hmm. Bible lady. Yes, right? we love her. Yeah, we do love her. But she says the most exquisite single varietal of Viognier that she has had or has tasted, they all basically come from one Australian producer, and it's called Yolumba. Okay. Can we get it here? Oh, I think so. I'm pretty mm. sure I've seen that. Um, I do Really? Think That's little... cheap. What is I it? I just looked it up. It's $11.99. Yolumba? Yeah. Viognier? Yeah. I mean... Y-series. That's great, because I feel like when I was looking at like good quality Viognier, it tends to be around the $30 area. Well, Yolumba is eleven ninety nine. Uh, sounds like a nice sign uh, me up. <laughs> I'm so, definitely gonna seek that out next time I'm um, next time you go store. to the wine store yeah, or buying wine, uh-huh. <laughs> which might be tomorrow. It might. I might. It might be. I'm just saying it. It could. It could. It could not. I have to. I have to could. go buy wine tomorrow. I mean, so no judgment there. 
Um, okay, so the other thing that I wanted to mention that Karen McNeil included in the Wine Bible that I thought was too good to pass up. So I guess, and I don't know how recent this was, but okay. there was an L.A. restaurateur who described Viognier as this. This is the comparison that he made. Okay. So if a ger- if a, I just assumed that it was a man, but it could certainly have been a woman. Sorry. So... If a good German Riesling is like an ice skater, fast, racy, with a cutting edge. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. And Chardonnay, you would, ice skater. Yep. And Chardonnay is like a middle heavyweight boxer, punchy, solid, and powerful. Okay. Then Viognier would have to be a female gymnast, beautiful and perfectly shaped with muscle, but superb agility and elegance. Wow. Doesn't that just sound... I mean, you can, like... I feel like they should make the bottles and like into humans who are these types of athletes. Uh, Yeah. I thought that was really, really fantastic. And also, I mean, the elegance just, I mean, you can automatically imagine that, right? You can picture that in your mind. So anyway, um, that's kind of it about Viognier, but. Okay. Well, I mean like that's, that's a good amount. I, I need to try Yalumba. Yalumba. And my, Maybe we'll even feature it. Who knows? But um, down under, down under, Yolumba sees. Oh, and I forgot to tell you why. Like, why there's Viognier in this red wine? (laughs) That That was was the question. question. Yeah, I said everything but responding to your initial question because I was trying to lead up to it and then I forgot. So. Okay, so Viognier, with all that it has, like the extra texture, the oily texture, the floral aromas, all of that stuff, it's usually added to, I'd say Syrah mostly. It's certainly added to other wines, but Syrah in particular, which is very peppery, very bold, can be pretty tannic, uh, this helps to round out, create more depth and balance, but also smooths out the texture. So it sort of creates that balance with the tannins, but also keeps, like, and adds some acidity too. So... Definitely adds layers and layers of interesting flavors. Um, and so with unique combinations that I think a lot of people just really enjoy. Nice. So a little bit goes a long way with Viognier. So, um, yeah, there you go. I like it. Yeah. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So just like this wine, which is definitely a gift, um, what do you... Th- I mean, let's talk about gifts. Let's talk about gifts. Yeah. Not gifts, G-I-F. No, 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 no. <laughs> I no. just had a huge debate over, is it no. a GIF or a GIF? And I was like, I think it's a GIF. I think it's a GIF, too. I think so. It's a much heated debate, apparently. Is it really? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Which is kind of sad. But <laughs> that, that, that is sad. I mean, this world. Of, of all things that we could really dwell on, GIF versus GIF, I don't know. Yeah, so gifts. So, I mean, I remember a long time ago, maybe not that long ago, but I think so. We did an episode on be kind, be lovely, which mm-hmm. like was really you know random acts of kindness. Wasn't and things that a like good demeanor? It was. It yeah. was mm-hmm. the be lovely. The be lovely, yeah. Um, so we did that, and I think in that we we primarily talked about you know your actions, right? And I think when we think about gifts, usually a lot of people think more of the tangible nature, but there are certainly gifts that are intangible. 
And there are, you know, gifts can come in all different sizes, big, large, big and large, big, large, small, medium, whatever, expensive, inexpensive, store-bought, handmade, whatever. Um, Some are extremely meaningful and some are just gifts, right? Because you feel like you got to get one. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you just have that obligation that you just need to get a gift. Yes. I don't know. I guess let's let's talk about them. Yeah. So I like giving gifts for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, especially with family members, the longer you give gifts to the same person, the harder it becomes. Agreed. Because you feel like you've ran, run out of ideas, right? So that I feel like is a little bit difficult. But I have, as you grow older, you realize it's more, it's less about the material and more about the thought. And I know that everyone's like, it's the thought that counts. And when you're younger, you're like, oh, whatever. (laughs) But it truly, truly is, you know? And so I think that finding those like thoughtful, meaningful gifts and more like experience-based gifts too, for me is where I've been kind of heading towards in terms of gift giving. So, I mean, my mother's 60th birthday is this weekend, mm-hmm. coming up this week. So we've been trying to think about what to give her, especially because normally I would take her on a trip or something. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to, but given, given our current environment, that's not really the case. And then also my anniversary is coming up. So thinking about like, well, what to do there, you know, it's just, it, it you do kind of want to like really like get something great but then sometimes you're like I'm not sure I don't know what do I do I know do you and do you ever come up with like ideas for gifts not at the time that you need to get the gift for that person Mm -hmm. and you're like I'm gonna remember that and then then you you don't don't. yep that is one of the most disappointing you should have like a, a notebook I mean I started sometimes I will add it to like the notes on my phone yeah in the hopes that I won't delete it somehow yeah. or create too many notes and have to look back um, or lose track of it. But, yeah. yeah, I think you're, you know, sometimes the ideas are just gone and it's very difficult. And you don't want to get – I think there's a challenge, right? Sometimes you want to get something that has, like, loads of meaning and other times it's like, well – I want to get them something that they will find useful or, you know, it it all kind of varies depending upon, I think, what you're getting a gift for, right? Like baby shower stuff. Like we have one of those coming up. And for that, it's like obviously you want to get stuff that's useful, but you also want to get stuff that's really cute. And Mm -hmm. I know there are certain things that I typically get every, every time I have a baby shower, I will usually get like a few items for everybody because I know from like my sisters that they are there's they use these things like all of the time. Yeah. And found them extremely helpful despite the person not really registering for it. So that I think makes it even more challenging with these registries too. Cuz you're like do you not want me to go off the registry? Or can I go off of the registry? Are you really or adamant? Like, especially Especially like with weddings and baby showers, uh-huh. you're like, are you really gonna use that? I'm gonna I... look. I'm gonna look for something that I know you're gonna want and use. Yes. Versus like the thing where you kind of get it and you're like, oh, I have this from my registry, but I don't really use it. Like we all have items like that mm-hmm. who've been married or have kids. Like 
We all have those items yeah. where you're like, oh, I registered for that. Hmm. Interesting. Still sitting here, not using it. Yep. You know? So at least for me, when I'm looking at a registry, I'm definitely looking for the things that like... That seem the most useful. Yeah. Based on what you know about the person, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like what are... We talked about a few things. And I know you mentioned like your mom's birthday and like usually going on a trip or something. What are some of your favorite reasons to give a gift? Like do you... Do you like like birthday stuff? Do you like something that's more like one-time celebratory? Yeah, I mean, I think birthdays are fun because Christmas is like everyone's getting gifts, you know? Yeah. And it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. I think birthdays are fun because it's like you're celebrating the one person and you can see what everyone else got them and that kind of thing, you know? Um, so I would probably say that's... I think the best because I feel like there's a lot of pressure for showers sometimes, you know, because like everyone like it's different for birthdays because like it's just it, there's no it, there's not a lot of pressure usually, you know, whereas showers you're like, oh, well, like, you know, what did so and so get them and what did so and so get them and like, mm-hmm. are we equal and that kind uh-huh, of thing, you uh-huh. know, for birthdays it's less so. Um, and I feel like with birthdays, it's more, it's a little bit more personal. Exactly. Right. Exactly. There, no one's registering for their birthday. Although. I'm sure some people do. Although, who knows, <laughs> in this world, that probably will happen yeah. one day or another, you know, right? Very true. So, Very true. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? I do always enjoy buying gifts, although I'm going to fully admit, like, I have slacked this year in terms of buying gifts for, like, the nieces and nephews. I do really enjoy it because I try, you know, I try to look around and, like, see what's, you know, very cool. And I ask other people that I know that have kids their age, like, Mm -hmm. what's, like, a really awesome thing. Like, one of my favorite things that I ever gave my one nephew, he, I gave him, like, this Dogman series of books. It's, like, a comic book, like, Mm -hmm, type mm -hmm. themed book. And he just loved them. Like, and I, I wasn't quite sure. I didn't. I knew he didn't have it, but I wasn't quite sure if it would really pique his interest. But, man, like, he loved them so much. And every time that we see him, I always try to give him, like, a new, you know, a new interesting book. And I have to say, I think I hit it out of the park <laughs> all the time. Like, last Christmas, we gave him a book, and he, the, like, immediately started reading it, like, that day. Wow. And then, like, the next morning, he's like, you know, Jamie, he's like, this book is really cool. And he starts telling me all about, like, what he's read already. And I was like, good. I'm so happy. Doesn't that make you just feel so good? It does. It does like, because when you see him and you're just like. Yes. Oh. And then and then there's, like, always, like, I love it, too, because, and, uh, you know, my nieces do this, too. But, like, they will then continue to talk to me after that day yeah. about said gift usually. And so it's like, I, you know, I just feel like there's like an added connection there. And I just, that's, I do love buying gifts for them. I have really slacked because we have not gone down to visit our one set of nieces and nephews and niece and nephews. I should have sent stuff, but I'm the worst. You're not the worst. I like to go to, I also, I really like going to a store and picking stuff out and like looking at things. Yeah. I like touching things. Yeah. I'm that person in a store where I touch, like, all the fabrics of things because <laughs> I need to make sure it's really soft. I don't, like, mess up the display, but I like to touch all of those yeah. things. Well, I mean, that's so, who you are. That's cool. Yeah. 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 It's definitely been a challenge. Um, 
Any gifts you've given that you can remember that you're like, I loved that person's reaction. That was the best. Oh, my God. I feel like this is... This is a head scratcher okay, for me. I'll tell you mine. You have one? A couple. Or a yeah. couple? Okay. So when, when Adam and I were in Hawaii the first time, mm-hmm. he really was into, we, we saw a wedding on the beach and they had those shells that they. Oh, a conch shell? Yes. That they, they blow through. They blow through. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, you know, does the sound and it's really cool and. He's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. I want one of those. So we actually went around looking for one. And apparently it's so they don't do them anymore because it's not good. People were like killing, killing them for this. And it's not good for the environment. And so you can't really find them. It's very difficult. Wow. So, you know, I didn't know them. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. But at the same time, like. You know, if you just find the shell and you make it, like, that's not bad, right? It's just that it was being over overdone. It's like over farming. Exactly. Yeah. Of course, humans mess up everything <laughs> that's, you know, environmental. We just, like, screw the world Everybody completely. wants all the beauty in their yeah, houses exactly. for themselves. So, I, we came home and I, like, went online and for Christmas I actually found him one. You did? Yeah. It was like, I don't even remember where I found it. I was like looking everywhere and I did find one. And I gave it to him for Christmas and he was so happy with it. Aw. Like, and just, he was so, it was more that I like went and searched for this thing and like found it more so than the actual. Sure. Shell, but I but also feel like he probably was excited because extra excited because you remembered, right? It was I remembered, I found it, like all yeah. of that, and he was unbelievably touched. I mean, it was like the best. Like that's the reason you give a gift, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's um, that's awesome. Yeah, Sean and I, Sean and I don't give each other gifts. We like never have. I know. I remember you saying that. He gave me a necklace one time my sophomore year in high school. <laughs> oh, and, and then he held on to that forever. Forever. It's looking. I do actually still have it. It's looking pretty grody. I won't lie. Uh, yeah. I mean, the only, I guess, maybe of that kind of of that same notion, like my last year, was it last year? I guess it was, it was two Christmases ago. Two Christmases ago, there was this whole th- whole shenanigan, this whole thing. And I was like, Mom, you need to make sure that Dad can't make plans for this. Like, you need to tell him that he's doing something else. So, like, okay. you don't plan something else. So my very first concert that I went to was Bare Naked Ladies. I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. Yep. Um, Bare Naked Ladies, I was in high school. My dad took me and my family and a couple friends, and it was like – so incredible and just mm-hmm. amazing because we've been listening to Bare Naked Ladies for, for many years at that point. Oh, I was a fan. Yeah, they're so mm-hmm. good. They're yep. so, Oh, they're so great. So I had gotten an email. I don't know if it was from Groupon. It might have been, but it was for a concert. It was Bare Naked Ladies. Okay. And they were coming back, and they were going to be at Northerly Island in Chicago, which was a cool outdoor venue. Okay. I hadn't been there for years, but... At any rate, so I was trying to coordinate this whole thing because I also 
I didn't, I mean, I didn't live in Chicago, so I mm-hmm, had to like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do extra special coordination. Um, and I also had to scheme in order to get my dad in the grab bag for Christmas. Cause at that time we were doing the grab bag. Uh huh. And so thankfully I actually pulled him so I didn't have to like ask around and trade okay. and be weird and creepy and yeah. ruin it all. But so I gave my dad these tickets for bare, bare naked ladies and I was like, I wrote in there something about like going back to the start of, you know, my concert, my concert days, like, yeah, come with me again. So he was really excited. It was Aww. really fun to be there because, I mean, in addition to Bare Naked Ladies, there were two other bands who were there playing. And they also were ones that we kind of grew up listening to together. And, yeah, I think it was just like a really special, really special uh, time there. Oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, just kind of like reliving that. Just me and my dad. That is so sweet. But, but yeah, I mean, th- that's like... Those are the things. Those are the times, right? Yeah. That's what makes... That's what gives you the good feelings of giving gifts, you know? I well, mean, and again, it has like more meaning to it, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And memories that are associated with mm-hmm. it. I will admit, some of my favorite gifts to give, though, are wine gifts. Yes. Because... I like you love wine. Well, because I love wine. Exactly. But also because I like to think that I can help curate. <laughs> You're like, um, I got this for you, but really that's for when I come over so that you can like it's like I got my so my mom's huge into wine. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. I got her a wine a, like a rabbit wine opener because she had one of those stupid wine openers with the two. No, with the arms? Yes. And she doesn't know how to use like Wait, a normal just... wine opener, right? <laughs> she doesn't? No. And so I'm like, this is ridiculous. So we'd go to her house and I'm like, you are so into wine and this is your wine opener. I cannot deal with this. So I got her a rabbit wine opener. So that's like partially, you know. I do like those. I won't lie. Yeah. If anybody really, I mean, I think they're kind of, they're mildly expensive, right? Yeah, I mean, it's I like mean, 50, wine 60. keys. Yeah, wine keys are like what, maybe eight, ten bucks, something yeah. like that. I mean, I like wine keys. Like, I prefer them. I do too. Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean's always like, "What bottle of wine can I open?" And so I'll tell him, and he's like, "But don't you want to open it? Because I know that you like opening the bottles." <laughs> I was like, "Yes, I will always open." Like, I just—it's a weird satisfaction, Sarah. I don't know. That's why I love opening the bottles for us here too, because I just. I remember I had to learn when I worked at a restaurant and I was just like, I feel so awesome and cool <laughs> because I can do this. Because I can open a <laughs> bottle using a wine key and not some electric Same thing. Bullshit. Same thing with opening like bottles of sparkling. Like, uh, cause see, that I still can't do. Oh, because you're technically, you're not really supposed to let the cork fly. Although, yeah. I mean, it's kind of fun to watch, but it's a little dangerous. And the goal, like, you're also not supposed to have, like, a huge pop and fizzle over. It's supposed to be very methodical and very calculated. Yeah. Um, So I have been trying. We had brunch, um, and I opened, I think, like, four or five bottles of it. And I was just like, this is good practice. I like it. (laughs) But you want the saber. You want to savor I do want to savor. That is, like. That's the ultimate dream. That is the ultimate dream. You can apparently do it with just, like, a butter knife or a spoon. But I really want a fucking saber. Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I think we can make that happen. 
I feel like that should happen. I have looked. I have almost bought them for myself multiple times, but because living in an apartment is not really conducive to sabering because I still fear that there would be, like, glass and, like, shards that yeah, you need to go everywhere. Outside. So it would need to be outside and need to be somewhere where... I mean, where... you can come here. You can you can. Yeah, come but to... you have a dog now, oh, and I don't want can... him to... Oh, it's fine. We'll put him in the back. We'll well... put him... <laughs> It'll be okay. I that is That is a lifelong dream. Okay. It will happen. It will happen soon. But maybe after I get a house and... Fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and yeah. then it'll be my celebratory get a house, saber a bottle. Saber a bottle. All right. Okay. Sounds good. I like it. Sounds like a plan. I like it. All right. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we know what Jamie's Jamie's uh, welcoming home gifts will be. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll tape it. <laughs> For sure. Um, oh, my God. So, yeah. What else? Like, So, what are some of like their favorite gifts that you've ever received? Oh, gosh. You know, I remember more of what I give than what I receive. And I think that that's corny. But I think that that is actually, (laughs) like, part of the reason why it's you feel good about giving gifts is Mm because it's more, you know. Yeah. I mean, the ring on my finger is probably one of the best gifts, right? I do agree with that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Your finger and my finger. Yeah. Granted, I mean, like, that's not, you know, for a birthday or whatever. But that's definitely the ultimate gift, huh? You know, there are some, like, really weird, funny, unique things. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, again, I, like, you got me, for Christmas, you got me a signed wine Bible. Yeah. Which, like, that is, like, I will never forget that. I mean, it was just, like, it was the coolest freaking thing. And what's funny is that I've slowly started to sort of intentionally, but also not, like, collect signed yeah. copies so I didn't of know. books. It's so funny, because when I gave you that, I knew you were going to be like, why are you giving me this? Because you had one. And I remember you opening it and being, you being like, it's a wine Bible. I'm like, yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> need to open it <laughs> to see why I gave you something you already have. So like, did, did something happen to it? And I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you're like, um... So, you know, I have this right. I mean, like, we've been doing this for a long time. Like, you know, I have one. Yeah. Yeah. But no, it's, it's really cool. So I actually, it's funny, Sarah, I actually have like, I have so many wine books. It spans a couple like little shelves in my square uh, bookcase. And so I have on one side, like the signed copies of books. And so that's like the wine Bible that you don't actually touch. Like, like right. if I'm going to just, like, mess around and, like, throw it in a bag and do something, yeah. like, move around with it, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck it up, okay? No, of course not. I want it to still be pretty yeah. years of from course. now. Of course, of course. So, I have my markup, dog ear, like, whatever copy, yeah. and then I've got the pretty copy that's yeah. signed from Sarah. Yep, I'm glad. Hey, one of my favorite gifts is, and this is also, like, you know... <laughs> When you gave me the Friends DVD set and the Whitney Houston card. I mean, I'm not even kidding you. I use that Friends DVD set all the time because if everyone knows, Friends was on Netflix. And we used to watch it all the time. And I was remember telling you, I'm like, oh, my God, Friends is coming off Netflix. Yes. And I'm so pissed. Yes. Because how are you going to watch it? How am I going to watch it? And sure enough, Jamie gives me the best gift ever of the Friends DVD. And a Whitney Houston birthday card. I was like, best birthday <laughs> gift ever for the win. 100%. Oh, thanks. 
Yeah, I mean, that was that's right, because Friends was, like, taken off in, like, October or something, and then it wasn't going to be played on HBO Max until... No, yeah, I think it was, it took, I think they took it off, like, December, January, and oh. then it wasn't going to be played in HBO till like, March, April. Yeah, yeah. And, like, we don't have HBO. And no. And it's like, I'm going to get HBO to watch Friends. That's kind of dumb, right? Like... So, I mean, I wouldn't judge anybody know, who wanted to do that because I know. it is. But such I mean, a it really show. is the thing that like we watch. It's just it's like the go-to. Yeah, I still haven't um, looked at the bonus DVD yet, though. That's in there. I know. What I know? Wait, what? What? There's a bonus DVD in there, like a bonus. It's like, have you? Do you not? What's know on it? I don't know. Okay, maybe me and you need to watch it together then. Huh. On your other di- on your other discs though, do they have the like the the commentary options and the gag reels? Um, to be honest, I'm not sure. I will have to look back. Well, um, but in the I, event that that's all that's on this bonus, I will gladly watch the gag reels with you because they're just really great. I mean, I've seen some of the gag stuff on, like, Facebook and yeah. stuff like that. People uh-huh. post them. And they are really good. They're well worth it. There was well supposed to be a reunion. I know we're, like, totally going. We're totally on the Friends topic, which but is like, so great. there was supposed to be a reunion, which got postponed because of COVID. So right. I am, I'm, I'm hoping that, you know. One but day. I'm hoping that it's going to be good and not, like, ruin it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's just a reunion of the actors. It's not like they're, like... Oh, I, no, I thought they were doing something for friends. What? Yeah. No, I thought that they were, I thought people were opposed to that because it would ruin, it could potentially ruin everything. Because, you know, whenever you do like a callback or like a fast mm-hmm. forward, you know, what, we're 16 years after the fact, there's a lot, you could, you could mess up the storylines pretty badly. Of course badly. you could. I mean, nobody would be satisfied if Ross and Rachel were no longer together, if Emma didn't grow up and yeah, was like, of course you know a well-versed human being. Um, Joey, if he didn't settle down and find someone to love. I mean, I'd be okay with it. If he didn't? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Joey needs to fall in love. Uh, I don't know. And if he's like 50-plus when that happens, I mean... I think that's fine. I don't know. Anyway, so you mentioned you mentioned the delay in that reunion, right? Right. Okay, so let me, I'll ask you this. Like, you know, and you said this too right at the beginning of the episode. As we've gotten older, you tend to, you, you've changed sort of your approach to gift giving, right? Yes. So it's less on like the tangible, like, here is a bracelet or here is a, you know, gift certificate to something that I know that you really love or here is a beautiful sweater that reminds me of you or whatever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to something that is more of an experience Mm -hmm. so and I think I actually think that that is totally valid and I I would have to agree like I think that that has been like one of the ways that my gift giving habits have changed I don't think they've changed too drastically especially you know again except for the fact that I no longer go out and promptly buy gifts for things that has been, like, the worst part about the, you know, recent living situation. Yeah. No, I definitely think so. I also think, at least for me, it's changed, like, what I would give. Because, like, you can't go out to dinner. I mean, you can. I mean, you can. But, but like, 
it's not the it's same. a different type of experience it's a different type of experience mm-hmm. like it's not like you're like oh let's go to dinner for your birthday yeah. you know what i mean like it's it's much less of that right yeah so i think that that's kind of a thing um and then like you know people are doing less so like i don't know about you but are you buying less clothes because like you're not going as many places so i mean that's true yeah I, I still find myself doing a lot of laundry. Right, because I'm wearing the same shit over and over again. (laughs) So, (laughs) exactly. I mean, my poor wardrobe is probably going more and more threadbare just because it's not, I'm not circulating the wardrobe as much. Exactly. But yeah, I think, no, I think you're right. I mean, it does make it a little bit more challenging because we're not like really celebrating. But here's the caveat to that. I do think, though, like, despite every, like, all of that, I think that what has come out of maybe the more recent times and just experience, and this probably has something to do with getting older, but also has something to do with, you know, a slight shift in our focus Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. in life, is that I think that we are more thoughtful about how we celebrate and who we celebrate with. And so it's not that we can't, you know, it's not that we can't, like, go out and have a big dinner. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. we could still go out and have a fancy celebratory dinner, but maybe it's with fewer people. Or maybe it's something at home that is um, more intimate, you know? I mean, I I love going to restaurants sometimes, but other times, like, I just think that there's, you know, there's a benefit of really being able to just kind of sit down and actually have a conversation without the interruptions, without... You're, you're more um, comfortable, right? Yeah. Like, a lot of times you're more comfortable. And, like, what we've planned for my mom's birthday is definitely, like... Yeah, I don't want you trying, to say it here yeah, because this is going to gonna be released before, but... I don't think she's going to listen to it before, but uh, trying to bring the restaurant experience to the home... So I like that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I do think, and being comfortable with that, I think it's going to be great because, you know, we're really. Like, I think that's really that. special. Yeah, I like. I cannot wait to hear about it. Oh uh, yeah, and we're printing menus. And oh my whole, gosh, the whole thing is this. Didn't your brother do that for Christmas one year? He did. He did. Yeah. Um, but this is going to be a little different. Yeah. So. We all have a role. It's so exciting. <laughs> so uh, exciting. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that that is, that's definitely the experience, the experiential gift, I think really had a, has a lot to gain in this day and age. And I think that, you know, when as you know, gift giving for adults certainly lends itself more to that. But I've, I've also done that with my nieces. Like we've gone to concerts. We've, I've taken them like Christmas present one year was going to Disney on Ice. Oh my God, and- <laughs> I love Disney on Ice. I think that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because and then we went to Pentatonix last year. Um, oh yeah, for, I remember you guys yep. going. Uh huh. So you know, I think, I think that the experiential thing certainly has a time and place, and it can be more meaningful because it's it's more it can be more memorable. Unfortunately, things. They get lost. They get broken. Yep. You grow out of them. Yep. Whatever. It's material. It truly it's materialistic. is materialistic. And, yeah. And that's not to say, like, having, like, little, you know, uh, mementos 
are not meaningful because they 100% Oh, we did do are. a wine called Mementos, remember? Oh, we did. It was a Chilean Sauvignon yes, Blanc. Yes, and it was actually better than I expected. It was. I remember I, that might have been one of the first episodes where you said you were pleasantly surprised. Yeah, and then Multiple I kept saying times. that over <laughs> several episodes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sarah, are there like any stigmas around gift giving that you wish didn't exist? Uh, <laughs> are you dying about this bird? Uh, is that a bird? I don't know what's happening. Well, it's not. I mean, I hope it's not. Yeah, that's a bird. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, any stigmas? I, I, I mean, I don't like that it's and not. A lot of times there's dollar value, right? That's associated with gifts. And then yes. like that feels like, okay, well, I need to spend a certain amount of money. When really, like, it could just be that you spend such and such amount of money and it's and it's just as nice if you spend, you know, more. But sometimes you just feel like, oh, I didn't spend enough, so I need to spend more. Yeah. Right? I That's exactly where my brain was going. Yeah. And so I 100% agree with you. So he's really pissed off about something. I mean, I don't know what's going um, on. Yeah, I, I do feel like that. And that, I think, it can be overwhelming during already stressful times like especially around Christmas because then there's the whole notion of like oh I need to spend the same amount for every person it's like but do you really right or do you just need to get something is equally cool to that person yes exactly so I mean that is a stigma that I really wish didn't exist externally but it's hard sometimes I've internalized that myself and so I need to like snap myself out of it so you need to just like let go of it it needs to fly away. Like I this need bird to, needs to frozen. Away. I need to let yeah. it go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like I should give you. So what's funny? I feel like today is a little bit celebratory because today. Yep. Today, the day we're recording. Do you want to know what today is, Sarah? Did I miss something? No, but I will okay. tell you. Oh God! I was like, I, did I miss someone's birthday? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. I will tell you that four years ago today. <gasps> Oh, I do know. Do you know I what do it is? Know, I do know. Is this when we accepted the yes! job to come to Milwaukee? Yep. Yes, it is. I do know. Yes. Because yes. I remember Adam telling you that you needed to mark this on your calendar, and you have. I have. Yep. This Four is years. the day. Four years ago today is Wow, when, how time flies. Yeah, we had been living separately, and you in the place that shall I not know. be named, I know. me here in Milwaukee, and... Friend, that you means we've known us. each other for what, like six years? Five? Over five. Over yeah. five. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But that was like, that was a wonderful gift. Mm-hmm. I remember you mm-hmm. calling because Sean and I were actually, I think we were in Madison. We were at a hotel and all of a sudden, I don't know if you called me or Adam called Sean or what the deal was, but uh, that's when you when you told us. And I was like, oh my God, this is the best gift ever. Yes. See? Gifts, so, gifts are, you know, the best gifts can be just, just things like that, you yeah, know? Exactly. Yes. I mean, it's like something that is just, you know, I was very excited to have you guys coming back up because living in the place that shall not be named is super shitty, number it's one. It's super shitty. But number two, it just like really sucked because we had spent so much time together. I know. For, even though it so. was over a short period of time, it, we still spent a lot of time together for that hey. year and it was like... Part of my heart, like, you know, got ripped out a little Distance bit. Distance makes the heart grow fonder, right? It does. And not to mention, we were, like, 
we got close fast because yeah. you know we just there was there was the circumstances and because it's you of course well well but it was also like that weird like our weird blind date like immediate immediate clicking same scarf yes the same scarf. scarf loved friends mm-hmm, mm-hmm, going mm-hmm, to a wine mm-hmm. tasting love Whitney I mean we just it's it was just, it's like seriously on it's many per- levels it's perfect let's talk about our gift oh no yeah, I have a bug in my wine, wine glass now. Mm. A little extra protein in here. Oh, you have a bug? Yeah. Oh, gross. Here, I'll pour you some more. Okay. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely get the the French oak. I, I agree. I find it to be that mixed with the smoke that already exists. It's it's a lot. It's it's a little overpowering for yeah. sure. Do you think this would be better? Not to say that this is too much too much on its own entirely, but I almost think it would be better with. Food. I think you need some. I think you need some meat. Yeah, yeah. I think you need some meat with this. I think that would help with the spice, with the leathery, spicy. You know. Yeah. It's meaty. It's meaty, and I think it needs meat. I mean, that's that's gonna be my. Yeah, I think you're right. It it is meaty. It's meaty and it needs meat. Meaty needs meat. Yep. That's that's my assessment. It's a it. So it's complimentary then, right? Yeah, I think mm-hmm. this is definitely gonna be a food friendly wine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I would agree. I don't think it's like the wine that you're sipping on its own just to have wine. No, but it does have. It certainly has some of those complexities, those layers and things like that. Yeah, and I think it's. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I do think it's a pretty. It's a pretty strong contender, and for yeah. those people who like bigger, bolder reds, like it, the offering has a lot to offer. It does. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. It does. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, I guess. I guess I'll give you the gift of um, <laughs> saying cheers, huh? Yeah. Cheers one thank more time, Thank you for friend. being my DVP partner. And thank, thank you. you all for listening. Cheers. Gift in itself. Gift in itself. Oh, I think we need to do a better right. one. Ooh, there you go. That one was yeah. really good. Thanks so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform to help spread the DVP word. Check out our website and blog at dbpcheers.com. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at DBP Cheers or on the Drunk Bitches Podcast Facebook page. We'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments, and fun wine or topic ideas to dbpcheers at gmail.com. Until next time. Cheers, cheers from, from the, the girls, girls of DBP. DBP.